So how many are, are glad to be here in the house of the Lord today? Amen? Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord because God is good all the time. And all the time? Without a doubt. And I love hearing testimonies like that because they illustrate what God does. He's in the transformation business and just changing your, your ways. And sometimes, as she was pointing out eloquently this morning, Sometimes we don't want to do that initially. We don't want to do that. We'll, we'll say, and I can relate to it, like, you and what army is going to change me until God gets a hold of you? Until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, are you ever going to have a change, a, a life-transforming change? So I'm just so grateful. I could just see your face, Betty, as I'm looking at you as Lisa's coming down. And you, you can't see this from, up, from back where you're sitting up, but to see her face, makes it all worth it, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. And so again, uh, we thank uh, Lisa for that wonderful testimony this morning. So here we are this morning talking about rivers of living water. How many have tasted of that water? Raise your hand. How many have tasted of that water that from the fount of Jesus? Have, have you ever been on a hot day come into your house, whether it's from splitting a cord of wood, and I know my brother right here has done that before, Brother Mark, no, I know, I know you have, and, or whether it's out there jogging, whatever it is, and you come into your house, and you pour yourself a nice ice cold glass of water, and you just drink that water, and it tastes so good, it's so refreshing, there's nothing better than that, when you taste that water. And again, that, that refreshes our, our natural man right there. But what I want to talk to you about this morning is about the refreshing of your spirit this morning. See, here's the thing. Christ has invited every one of you who are thirsty for God's power and God's presence. He's invited every one of you to come and drink of this water, of this living water. So this morning, does everybody have an outline? If you don't have one, raise your hand. Nusher will pass one out to you this morning. I just want you to follow along with me. I want you to turn to your Bibles. I want to read from John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. And again, it's on your outline. I make it really simple here for you so that you get that word. Not only on outline, but behind me. It's going to be up on the screen. I want you to see it both ways, visually. And so if you have your Bible, your electronic device, I want you to open that up. John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Let's read that. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Everybody say living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we again, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that your word endures forever. It's unchanging. What it meant yesterday is the same today and, and tomorrow, Lord. And I thank you for the promises of your word. Your promise here, Lord, that you would pour out water unto those that would believe. Rivers of living water would be poured out through that individual. And so, Lord, this morning I pray for anointing, boldness, and your power, Father, that your word would become alive, and Lord, that it would speak to us as individuals this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. 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 
Have, have all of you here um, sought in your Christian life an experience that is real? Have you, have you ever, you know, wondered, well, man, I see that on, on TV. I see these other people that have had this experience, but I've never had that for myself. Have you ever thought that at some point, I want that? You know, what I'm talking about here is the desire to have the, the Spirit of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we mentioned two weeks ago. When we, we spoke about what they received on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached to, the Bible says 3,000, over 3,000 were saved that day. In one, can you imagine? 3,000 in one day. That was uh, one of the first evangelistic events of the New Testament right there. And the Bible says that they were filled with the, with the Holy Ghost. They were baptized that same day, the Bible says. And in, in the clip that we saw, that was a description of the upper room experience. In Acts chapter 2 again, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, where the Bible says the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit fell upon them. The Bible says cloven tongues as a fire in the King James Version fell upon each of them. So that's what you saw in that video. And when I was in Jerusalem two years ago, and I had the, the experience to be able to walk into that upper room, tell you what, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's history, and but to know that this is where they say that event took place, I had Holy Ghost bumps on me. You know, ever, ever have that happen where you get Holy Ghost bumps? And just to know that something powerful like that had happened there. It was an amazing experience. But that experience wasn't just for them. That experience is for each of us here today, for your children, and to all that the Lord may call, is what the Bible says. In Acts chapter 2, it's very clear. So, the Holy Spirit is what satisfies that longing, that desire that you have in your heart. Each of us have an innate uh, ability, uh, it's, a, it's a natural innate uh, ability that God places in you to desire the things of God. Now it's what you do with that that determines your future. And as most of you here, actually all of you here have come here and said, Lord, that desire that has sprung up in me, I want to pursue that. I want to walk on the streets of gold. I choose that life. And so, again, the Lord wants you to have that, but He wants you to have much more than that. That's just a little foretaste when you come to know Him. When you say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you. But the Lord says, here, I want to give you anointing. I want to give you power and boldness for your ministry. Because... We have to be effective. How many know this is a tough time in our day and age? Amen? We are seeing things in our world that we have never seen before. Uh, From crime to the things in government to the things that go on in our day-to-day life. I I mean, we, we went to the movies and just jokingly... Last night, we saw the movie War Room last night. Again, just a plug for that. you got to go see it. Uh, but we went there, and one of my daughters said, she looked around and said, well, I hope there's not a shooter here tonight. But you know, years ago, that never would have been a thought. Nobody would have thought of that. But that's the world we live in today. You, that thought actually comes into your mind. It was just said jokingly, not, not like, okay, I better keep an eye on that guy. He looks suspicious. No, it was just said jokingly, but... That's the sick world that we live in. We need an anointing from God, a covering of God, and we can only do that by pursuing Him, by yielding ourselves to Him. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, what is the gift of living water? What is it, and who's it for? Well, if you're a believer here today, that gift, 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. For you. And, and the number one reason we, we want that gift, or the Bible desires to give you that gift, Jesus desires to give you that gift, is to be an effective witness for Him. Remember in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says that this power will be given to you to be a witness to Him. That word power in the Greek means dunamis, which means where we get our word dynamite from. There's power in that word. So again, it's for you to be an effective, powerful witness to spread the gospel, to be able to pray for a Lisa in your life. How many have Lisas in your life that you're praying for right now? Amen? We all do. All of us do. And this is an answer to prayer. And again, I want you to remember that. When you see a testimony like that, that should keep you striving to pray for that person that doesn't know the Lord, that's not walking for them. And this gift of the Holy Spirit that I'm talking about, it's going to give you anointing so that you can speak words of life into that person. They're not going to be words that are empty, vain, shallow. They're going to be filled with life. Amen? And so, in, in the book of Joel, in the Old Testament, there's a verse that I want to read, two verses I want to read to you. It's Joel chapter 2 and verses 28 through 29. And this is applicable to our day and age right now. It says this, It will come about, and it's talking about the, the gift of the Spirit here. It will come about after this, that I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. Those are the days we are living in now. I have never been around so many people that have told me, I had this dream, I had this vision, I saw this, I saw that, then now, then now. How many can relate to that? Where you are seeing and know people that have dreams and have visions. This is a promise that the Lord gave you that really it's a warning to us that in those last days and as believers we see those signs, those times that we are in the last days. This month, especially, as we know, there's, there's this convergence of all these events happening. Now again, our trust is in the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. Our trust is always in Him. And, and we're never to live in fear such as, oh, there's a, there's a freaky guy there in the movie theater behind me. I hope he doesn't have a gun. We don't live like that. We don't live in fear because the Lord has His blessing, His covering over you wherever you go. But again, this gift was promised in the end days, to be poured out upon everybody. And throughout history, it's been poured out upon those that yielded themselves to God. You have to be a believer first, and you have to be a yielding vessel. In other words, you have to say, Lord, I'm right here, whatever your will is. If you take me right, I'll go right. If you take me left, I'll go left. If you want me to go that way, behind, I'll go that way. Whatever you want me to do. When you are a yielding vessel... God can do amazing and mighty things in your life. Amen? Now, Jesus came to bring that promise to fulfillment, this promise of the Spirit. His death and resurrection opened that door because the Bible said that the Spirit had not yet been given because He was not yet glorified. It wasn't until He rose that the Spirit was given in Acts chapter 2. So this Spirit that, that references in, in John seven thirty nine and verse 39 was the Spirit 
for whom those who believed in him were later to receive. So during the time Jesus was on this earth and ministering, again, his spirit had not been poured out on people as you and I receive it today, as the disciples received it, even on, in the book of Acts, chapter 2. They had not, it had not been poured out yet. It was a promise, and this happened during the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, again, if you, you just got to refresh your memories and go there and read that whole chapter. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8 and 9 and 10 and 19, where it talks about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then immediately these, these disciples or new believers would be baptized. They wouldn't wait a year, two years, 20 years. They would immediately get baptized. Amen? And that's because they received the Word of God. Everybody say receive this morning. Receive. Lord, we want to receive your word this morning. We want to receive what it is that you have for us. On on the day of Pentecost, this living water was poured out. Was poured out just as the book of Joel, the prophet Joel, prophesied. It was poured out on the day of Pentecost. That video that you saw is the illustration of that. Each of you can have that ex- same experience. How many have had that experience? Raise your hand. You've had that experience where God has poured His Holy Spirit into you and you began to speak in other tongues as this video declared. It's a living gift for you today. And I'm here to tell you this morning, we need that church. We need that gift. We need to be able to operate in that gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for all people Everywhere, It doesn't matter. You know, here's the great thing I love about God. He's not impartial. He's not just saying it's only for this select or this select or you got to be this skin color or you got to be this educated. No, he don't care if you have a, G, a GED or a PhD, right? He's going to give you that gift. It's for you, for every one of you. And that's the great thing about the God that we serve. It's for anyone and whoever will. Joel's prophecy was that the Spirit would be poured out upon all people. Now, all of you here are candidates for that if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But you've got to want it. You've got to be yielded to it. Again, you're going to have power and anointing with that gift. And, and the result of receiving this living water, here's the beautiful promise that the Lord gives us. In, in John 7.37, again, Jesus' words were, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He alone can quench that thirst. He alone can satisfy that desire, those longing in, in your heart, that emptiness, that void that we all have. Anybody ever been there? Where you have an emptiness, a void in your heart, and you look to this, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, whether it be pornography, whether it be uh, internet addiction, you know, you got, you're on Facebook all the time instead of having your face in the book. Whatever it is, got to have God in your life to take care of that. Only God can meet that need today. Amen? So, here's what happens. The power to over, overcome sin begins to rule in your life. Because I know this, I cannot do it in my flesh. I cannot do it on my own. When I first became a believer, boy, it was a learning process, right? When we first become believers, it's a learning process. Lord, I can do this. I, you know, I've read your word now. I, I've got this. I've been to church on, on Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays in the morning and at night. And I did it again uh, you know, last week and the week before and for years now. I got this. 
Don't be fooled. It's not in your own strength. You can't do that on your own strength. You have to rely on the Spirit of God. Because if we rely on our flesh, we'll fall. We will fall. Guarantee you, we will fall. And the day you you start becoming prideful and say, I got this, is the day you better look out. Look out. Every one of us here. And you know what? With Lisa knows this already. But when she gave her, her, her life to the Lord and said goodbye to the life of sin, the devil was going to attack her and hit her hard because he wants her back. Amen. He wants her back. And she's got to be cognizant of that and remember that. Here, here's the illustration I always have, and, and I, I don't have it today, but I usually have a handkerchief in my right-hand pocket right here. Any men like that, like me? I always have one right here. It's a bad habit that my dad gave me. So it's like this. It's like one day... The devil's going like, where'd that Lisa go? She, she's always been right here. Where, where'd she go? Where, where is she? He's looking for her. And he's going to pursue you just like he's going to pursue me and everybody else here until he finds you and puts you right back in his pocket where you were all along. Well, guess what? That enemy is going to fight you and attack you. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. And that's the Holy Spirit living inside of you with power and anointing to help you every day of your life. Here's one of the great promises in the Word of God in Galatians 5.16. It's not on your outline, but Galatians 5.16 says this. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Amen. That's the scripture I found to help me, to work for me, to give me strength in addition to the Holy Spirit. It's reading that word right there. If I walk by the Spirit, if my desires are first to please God, I'm not going to give time to the nonsense back here. I'm not going to give time to this because my desire is to please Him. Amen. But when we lose sight of that, when we lose sight of that, that our desire should be number one to please God, if we start, you know, getting on that fence, you know, because here God takes us way over here, right? We're living in the promised land, in the milk and honey. But then if we're not careful, we can come over here, right on that fence. There's the old life. There's the new life. We can start going like, like this, right? If we're not careful. And we have to be very careful because if that's walking in the flesh when we start doing that. And you don't do that just all of a sudden. You're, one day you could be walking like this, and all of a sudden you could be, hmm, hmm. That's all it takes. And then the next day it's, hmm. And then maybe another week later, hmm. So you've got to be careful. Be careful. If you're not, if you're not careful... The devil will steal that victory that God gave you. See, the Bible has a scripture that says, He that endures until the end, the same shall be saved. Amen? This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. But let me tell you, there's so many blessings along that way. Marathon is what, 26.2 miles? Artie, is that right? You know, 24 miles. And along along that route... There's blessing upon blessing for you. When you run a sprint, it's over real quick and, you know, it's done with. But this is a marathon. You said, Lord, I want to live for you for the rest of my life. And you're going to spend eternity with Him or without Him. But I I would much rather spend time with Him in the land flowing with milk and honey, on the road paved with solid gold, you know, than, than on the other side. Amen? Here's the thing that 
it gives you the Holy Spirit. Power to overcome sin. I can't do it on my own. Lord, I need your Spirit to lead me, to guide me, to direct my paths, to, to remind me when I'm, when I'm starting to look at that other side and remember of what I used to do. And, and the Lord will remind me through His Word, Hey, I washed you. I sanctified you. That's no longer your, your vision now. Your vision is now is the new Jerusalem. It's a new place. I've birthed in you something new and new desires. How many can relate to that? You have new desires now. Amen? And so we have power to overcome sin, that dunamis. We need it every day of our lives. It's also this power. It's a reminder. It's an assurance that you are a child of God. Everybody say this with me. I am a child of the King. I'm a child of the King. Amen. We, we, Anna and I yesterday had the privilege to go to uh, someone's home and, and pray for them and, and bless their home for them. And we did that. And if you've never done that, you should bless your home, especially when you go to a new home. Pray for it. And so I reminded the people that were there, they are children of God. You are a daughter of God. You are a son of God. And when you hear yourself say that and declare that, there's power there. See, you're royalty. Did you know that? Everybody say royalty. royalty. You're royalty. Walk like it. Talk like it. You don't belong to the world anymore. You're his kid. You're the king's kid. Yeah. And as such, what a privilege, what an honor to do that. I look at my daughters, they're my daughters, but they're God's daughters. When I look at a beautiful lady, I, you know, and I see a beautiful lady walk by, I say, there goes one of God's creations right there. One of God's creations. There goes uh, a handsome male right there. That's a handsome male right there. That's one of God's creations right there. Amen? But they're God's kids. Whether they're serving God or not, they're one of God's kids. God loves them. So again, all of us are a child of God. And this, the Holy Spirit reminds us of that daily. Amen? Amen. It's also a guarantee of our future reward, of our future redemption, is the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Because when you begin to shout praises, you know, as that song, beautiful song this morning that we sang, when you have praises on your lips, my lips will praise you. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter how low you go, you can still shout and declare victory, right? Because again, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He has already given you the victory. You just have to walk in it. Believe. Trust in him. And he will guide you. Also, a blessing of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And just in general, actually being a believer is the fruit of the Spirit. But how much more powerful that fruit of the Spirit in Galatians lives in you when you are an anointed, uh, Holy Spirit-filled believer. That just, it just rolls right off of you. That love, the peace, the joy, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, and so forth, it all just, it should roll right off of you. You shouldn't have to struggle like you did before you were a believer, right? Anybody was loving and peaceful and joyful to be around and patient when you weren't a believer? I don't think so. I don't think so. In fact, it was quite the contrary. When you're not a believer, you don't display that fruit. And then the main thing here that I want to touch on with the Holy Spirit, that it results in power and anointing for your ministry. Every one of you have a ministry, whether you realize that or not. As a believer... 
the Bible says you're really ministers. It, and it says that when you're in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 8, you are my witnesses. Really what it's saying is, you're my minister to reach out into this lost world. You see, Lisa can only reach the people that she hung out with in the past. She can witness to them and, and be a witness to those people. Um, her mother can't because she doesn't know those people. Um, you know, Marvin can reach certain people that he touches and he knows. Same with Ed, same with Mark, Nickens, and so forth. Each of you have your own sphere of influence. And as such, God gives you power and anointing to reach them. And they're going to look at you going, I don't know what it is that you got, but I want that. Anybody ever say that to you? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's because you have a a powerful living God living inside of you. It's not a dull God hanging up on a cross somewhere. No, Jesus is risen and He has filled you with His Spirit so that you can be an overcomer. Everybody say overcomer. I'm an overcomer this morning, Lord. And this gift is not just for you alone to be satisfied. It's a gift to be shared. See, Jesus never did something just so that you alone could have it. We do have blessings that we enjoy, but He didn't just give you that just so you could hold on to it. He never had that intention. When He picked 12 disciples, He didn't just say, okay, this is my 12, this is, this is where I'm going to stop right here. That was His small group, right? That we mentioned earlier. Jesus belonged in a small group. It was 12 disciples. But that wasn't His intention. His intention was to take it to, to the world as far as anybody was. He wanted that message to go out. So we're taking this message to, from American Canyon to Vallejo to, to San Francisco to Stockton to, to Tracy to L.A. to, you know, you fill in the blank. Wherever you go, you're touching people. You're reaching out to people. And that's when you say, Lord, give me your anointing. Give me your boldness. Give me your power to declare your word so that others might receive it, might have a revelation of of the scriptures. May it be opened up to them. And God does that. God does that. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, when I first became a believer, and I've shared this before, but when I was in my 20s, mid-20s, and, um, you know, I first heard this, I, I was just like a sponge because it, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I wanted change, and, and I was hungry. When you're hungry, how many know you'll eat anything, right? When you're hungry, um, sometimes you'll eat things that weren't desirable when, say, you're, you're full, right? But at that time, I was spiritually hungry. I was open. And, and I had a relative come to me and begin sharing these words with me, these scriptures, and I'm like soaking it all up. I, it was my season. Everybody has a season. Everybody has a season. Before that season, you're not going to receive that word. No matter how many times Betty spoke to her daughter, that wasn't her season. God had a specific time and a specific plan for her. And when that time had come, all of a sudden, her ears perked up. Her spiritual ears perked up. And she received that message. And now she's, she's a work in progress like all, like all of us, right? We're all a work in progress, every single one of us. And, and so I remember that being so powerful in my life, how I wanted change and uh, I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't stop until I received that because I wanted what he had at that time. And sure enough, I did because I made myself 
willing and I yielded to God. I said, Lord, anything, whatever it is that you want, I'll give it to you. So the Lord will come into your life in the middle of your storm, whatever it is that you're going through. You just need to be a yielding vessel. You need to be willing this morning to to receive Him. Amen? Amen. It's just a reminder again in Acts 1.8, when He said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. That's a reminder that we are His ministers, that we're to go out and proclaim His Word. We're His witnesses, whether in word or in deed. Do you know you can witness without saying a single word? Did you know that? Your actions? Your actions speak loud. They're on blast, your, your actions. They really are. People look. People see your actions. And that can determine sometimes for people whether they ever listen to you or not is your actions. Be, be, be very conscious of that in your life. Now, the book of Acts tells this story of this powerful outflowing of the Spirit. Remember, in, again, Acts chapter 2, it tells it and paints this beautiful picture. Everywhere that the disciples went, it seemed that the, the Holy Spirit was poured out. Even upon Gentiles, the Bible says, in Acts chapter 10, they began to pray for this family named Cornelius, the centurion and his family. And these were Gentiles, people that, that were not Jewish. And at that time, Peter thought, well, this gift was only for the Jewish people. Well, little did he know that when he prayed for them, they began to speak in other tongues, just like they had in the beginning. He was like, whoa, what is this? He, he was shocked. And then the Lord was telling him, Peter, didn't I try to tell you this gift is for everybody? It's for everyone. And that's when he finally started getting it. Because he was also, guess what? A work in progress. Just like you and I. We're all a work in progress. None of us are perfect, right? We live in an imperfect world as imperfect human beings. And we're doing the best we can. But that's why we need the Holy Spirit baptism to guide us. To give us the power to make right choices, right decisions, and overcoming life. Amen? Amen. So... That is what was happening in the book of Acts, chapter 2. Same thing in your life. I want each of you to have an Acts, chapter 2 experience in your life. I want you to be able to declare that and be able to share with others, you know, this is what happened to me, and this is what happened as a result of that, and the, and the gifts or supernatural miracles that I've seen because of this. And let us not forget, though, the source of that living water. Who is that source? Jesus. Jesus is that source. It's not you. It's not the pastor. It's nothing but Jesus. Jesus is the source of that living water. Just as every river has a source. Anybody ever been to a place where you've seen the source of a river? Some of you that are outdoorsmen have probably seen uh, the source of a river. And I remember going to Israel and seeing the source of the Jordan River. The Jordan River goes for hundreds and hundreds of miles. In fact, all the way it empties out into the Dead Sea. But to see the source, it was beautiful there. The water is crystal clear. You can actually drink it there. It's that clean. But um, every body of water, every stream has a source where it starts from. Our source, our spiritual source, where, where it starts from is powerful. There's always a power at the source. And Jesus is that power this morning. Amen? Amen. Jesus is the source 
of the Spirit that you must go to Him to receive. You must declare, Lord, I need you. I want you. I desire that source in my life today. So here's, here's how we do it. We come to Jesus by putting our faith in Him, number one. But then we go, uh, we realize the scripture says, whoever believes in me, this is Jesus' words, whoever believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from that person. What a beautiful promise. Who, who can receive this? Whoever, anybody. That means you and I here today. That means uh, those that are out here. Sometimes for, for our visitors this morning, sometimes we have a Muslim group that meets out here and the benches out here. That gift is available to them, to anybody, whoever the Lord chooses. Amen? But let me give you the keys and how to receive that this morning. First, it must start with, it must start with faith. You must have faith to believe. See, see, the gospel is not an intellectual thing. You can't look at the Bible and say, well, let me, let me read this and figure it out. Ever met somebody like that that needs to figure it out? You know, it's, it's built on faith and faith alone. Faith in Jesus is the key to receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. You must also believe that He wants to fill you as a believer. You must believe that He wants to fill you, and He will. That's His promise to you. If you believe and ask Him for the gift, He will give it to you. There's another scripture in the, in the Bible, I believe in Matthew, where it says, doesn't our Heavenly Father give you a good gift? Would He give you a, a gift that would harm you? Never. Never. He would never give you a bad gift, just like an earthly father would never give their child a gift that would harm them. The Lord only wants to pour out good gifts upon you. Amen? So if you believe and ask Him for that gift... He will give it to you. Jesus will. Jesus, here's the great thing about this, where in John, where he declares these words, he openly invites everyone and says, come and drink, come and drink of this water. Come to him and drink. And if you believe and ask, you will receive. If you believe and ask. That's what I did when I, in my mid-twenties. I came to the Lord and I uh, confessed my sins. And, and three months later, I'm going like, I need that gift. I want that gift. And so I started praying. And it should have happened that same day when I received Christ. But it took me three months to, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. And I, and I came to church that day. And again, it doesn't have to be in church. It can be in your home, in your war room. Because we now have war rooms, right? Prayer rooms. But... It can be in your home, it can be in your car, but I went to church that day saying, Lord, I know today I will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I had declared it, and when I got there, I began praying, and in a couple of minutes, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. I began to speak in tongues for the very first time in my life, and it was very simple, and I'm like thinking, man, I sure made it hard on myself, because I did. I wasn't having the faith to believe that Jesus intended to give that gift for me. I thought, me? Nah, that's for somebody else, but not for me. Yes, it was for me. It's for you today. The Lord wants to give you that gift. He wants to bestow that gift upon you today. But let me give you a couple of, of suggestions today on the type of people and the type of approaches to this. There's three different approaches that I see. Number one, we can go to, we can go to Jesus to, to get that water, but here's what happens with number one. We can stay on that bank, on the, on the river's edge, and refuse to go into the water. And just stay right here, satisfied. Stay satisfied where we're at. We're saved. 
or, or excuse me, we're never saved when we're on the bank. We're not saved. We're just right here, but we're, we're comfortable in our, in our sin. We're comfortable. We're not hurting anybody. We didn't kill anybody. We're all right. That's what the world says, right? So we're good here. That's number one. Then there's number two, people that step in knee deep. Okay, they step in and they get in. They get in right here. Oh, yeah. They get saved. They've received Christ as their Lord and Savior. But that's it. No, 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 no. I, no, those, those are those crazy fanatics out there. Those are those people that lost. They're, they're, the elevator don't go all the way to the top, you know. I don't want to be like those people. You know, I'm, I'm fine and refined and I'm fine right here. Right? Amen? And then there's the third kind of people. Like Peter. Peter was like this. Peter was the one that jumped right into the, in the water, right? When he saw Jesus walking on the water, Peter didn't even think about it. He just jumped right in. And he said, Lord, you know, I'm coming to you. And, and we know that Peter did that. But this is what the Lord wants. He wants you to jump in and just be covered with that water. He wants you to receive that living water. But you have to step in and want that water. You have to step in and desire that. Again, why? For anointing, for boldness in your life, for power to overcome sin. Let me remind you again, you have an enemy, the Bible declares it, that seeks to to destroy you and me every day of our lives. Are you having trouble in your marriages? It's Satan that wants to destroy that marriage. Are you having trouble with your, with your co-workers? It's Satan that wants to destroy your relationships with co-workers, with family even. And we, we need to realize we are under spiritual attack. And as such, we need to have the Holy Spirit baptism to give us that, that, holy, that holiness, that desire, that boldness, that anointing to overcome that. Without it, we are at risk. We're at risk. Here's the problem. Again, going back to the three scenarios. An intellectualized gospel, or somebody that just wants to understand it, only brings you to the bank. But it never takes you in here. It never helps you to receive Christ. But the overwhelming life of the Spirit is found in those that the Bible mentions that were carried by the Spirit, that were moved by the Spirit, that were led by the Spirit. How many want to be led by the Spirit here today? That's you. Raise your hand this morning. Amen. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. So when we're baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, man, all things are possible. We, We quote the scripture around here in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen? All things. What is it that you're praying for? You praying for that, Lisa? You praying for that new job? You praying for that new home? You praying for retirement here to take place? You praying for that 401k to come back that just disappeared in the last couple weeks? Whatever it is, all things are possible with him if you believe. 